Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, and the host of The Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Last night was the NBA draft. Last night, players went to new teams, but what I'm thankful for is we have our team here in Miami, the Miami Heat. And I'm with me in the studio today as the Vice President and Executive Director of the Miami Heat Charitable Fund Basketball Operations, Steve Stowe. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me here. I mean, ain't no mountain high enough. You just opened with something that brought me back. Uh, Before we even start, I mean, before we even dive into what we're going to talk about, that's 2006 for me. Yes, sir. Uh, Michael McDonald has played such an important role in our fundraising efforts. Uh, Wow. 2006, we were blessed to have Michael Michael McDonald perform a private concert in Pat Riley and Chris Riley's backyard. Uh, it was a fundraising event, and then 86 days after that show, won our first ever national champion, you know, world championship right there, the NBA <sighs> champion. So he performed that song. Uh, Pat Riley's daughter Elizabeth uh, sang it with him as a duet, and that was when Shaq was on the team. Uh, you know, that that year was unbelievable, and to see him in Pat's backyard and to be part of that uh, special night really brought us to where we are because now 11 years later we've had Mary J. Blige, Earth, Wind & Fire, Cool in the Gang, that's our major gala and Michael started it all by donating his time to us and uh, performing for us. So that was, a, that was a great song to open up. Well, I tell you podcast. what, you, the beautiful part about podcasts is we have a conversation and it's real uh, and when it comes to helping kids, when it comes to partnerships, Literally, ain't no mountain high enough. Right, you're right. And so when you think about that, Steve, I mean, how long have you been with the Heat brand? Talk to me. Uh, this is going to be my 20th season. I wow. started in 1999, and uh, I was fortunate to move into the new arena with them uh, for that January game of 2000. Incredible. So you, when you all moved into the AAA, I mean, just tell us what life was like, you know, back then as we think about just – the brand, the Heat brand. Now, how long is, how old is the Heat brand? Yeah, so we're over 31 years. 31 years. I was thinking about that uh, this week. I was talking to somebody when we worked out of SunTrust in uh, downtown. It was not called the SunTrust building anymore, but our offices were in the SunTrust Tower, and uh, we used to have to walk or drive over to the arena uh, from SunTrust uh, because our offices weren't at the arena until August of 2000. So if you figure, we, we actually played half a season in the arena, in the American Airlines arena, while our offices were still downtown. So I remember downtown Miami at that time. I uh, wasn't as health conscious as I am now. I'd go down <laughs> around 3 o'clock for a hot dog from the hot dog stand, go back up. But it was just an interesting time. The arena was bare bones. It's it's really transcended uh, the NBA as far as uh, global arenas are concerned. And uh, geographically, there's no building better uh, placed than that arena mm-hmm. uh, on the bay and to really have the uh the teams that we've had go through there and if you go back to the year 2000 and just really see how the downtown uh, miami skyline has changed or just the communities have changed and to be with the team for these 20 years and to see the highs and lows and the players come and go and um, different coaches uh, you know now move on to different things and we have our heat culture tentacles all over the world all over the league yes you do all over college basketball 
and uh, I feel I'm, I'm dating myself. The gray beard makes me feel old. No, it's kind but, of Michael McDonald-ish, <laughs> Yeah, if I, you I will, probably brother. look like him now after all these years. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing now uh, the players coming in uh, are much younger than me, uh, than when I started out. And, and just to see our players grow and do so many different things in their careers beyond basketball, uh, it's just been very, very fortunate for me to be part of the team for all these years. No, it's wonderful when you think about, you know, those tentacles being extended so far. I mean, the impact on college basketball. Right. You know, uh, shout out to Juwan, and we certainly wish him the yeah, best. I was just talking to him uh, this morning. Were you really? Uh, about Father's Day, and uh, nice. I had over uh, so many text messages that, that he, he can't even get to all of them. And, and what a great homecoming for him. I mean, I know how important that Michigan uh, school is to him. I went to University of Florida, and, and if I joke with him about Florida beating Michigan, it wasn't such a joke. It wasn't so to, funny. To him. So, uh, you know, I grew up in Miami, so I'm also a Hurricane fan. But no with doubt. Juwan, uh, that's something that we're so happy that he's going to take his, uh, you know, being a coach and bringing his family there and, and being able to teach kids that are that are going to college. They're very lucky. They, they really they, are. They got somebody who's who's not only going to recruit well for them, but that championship caliber and pedigree that he's been around, uh, there's no coach like that in college basketball. That's exactly right. right. Into it. And it goes back to the Heat being family. I mean, yeah. how you all are impacting. I mean, you watch an NBA game, and not only will it be you know a former Heat player maybe on the broadcast, but now you're talking about other coaches in the league that were yeah. former Heat assistants yeah. that are doing their thing now. But one of the things that just speaks to family, and as we think about family in the Miami Heat, this community. Yeah. What does community mean to the Heat? Because you talk about that bandwidth, but it's just such a diverse yeah. Miami community, but the Heat is right smack dab in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look, I was born and raised here, like I said, and uh, something that I uh, take very near and dear to me is being able to have a position with the Heat where I'm able to talk to our players about the community and explain to them the different areas and, and kind of get their – uh, feet situated so that their brand coincides with our right. brand. And as you know, South Florida is so diverse. There's so many different pockets, whether you're going, you know, to South Miami, North Miami, Miami Beach, you know, out west, up to Palm Beach, down to the Keys. There's so, South Florida really is so different. You go a mile and it's completely different. That's so right. um, it, it's really something that our players pride themselves in where, where they're here to play on the court. But at the same time, they buy into what our process is, and that's family and culture. And it comes hands-on uh, from the top with the Arison family, the Riley family. Players see it. Players see them out in the community. Uh, it's not always <laughs> when the cameras are there. It's not always for a ribbon cutting. Um, a great story is when uh, Pat Riley and I went down to mile marker about 20. Uh, after Hurricane Irma, another untold story that um, we raised funds for a lot of the uh, destruction that, that happened down there, rebuilt a school, Big Pine Academy, that got destroyed, had 100 students at this school, a very small school. So, you know, when our players hear and see these things firsthand, these are things that they come to me and say, hey, how can I help? What can I do? I'm interested in this. And, that, and that's part of my uh, job at the Heat is to make sure that these players are, are put in a position to succeed. And it's kind of like mentoring. I, I, I consider myself a mentor to our players. Right. You know, where it's, uh, we're developing them as players, and we have the best in the NBA hands down on the court. And we also have the best in the business is how we develop them as men, how we develop them as human beings, how we develop them as fathers, brothers. Mm. And that's something that uh, is not easy to do. And it takes about 20 years. Uh, to learn 
um, how to interact with people from all different uh, parts of the United States, all different, you know, uh, economic upbringings right. and things like that. And 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 Miami's a great place to to do that in because you have so many different communities here that can help. When you think about the heat being such a trailblazer, if you will, and I think about Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami, and we've been in this community for 61 years. You you pair that with the Miami Heat, you're talking 92 years of yeah. success. Yeah. Think about that for me, almost a century. Yeah. And I was talking to my colleagues around the country, and most recently with Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, and they were talking about the NBA and the NBA brand, and they said one they could think of no better example of community and partnership, Steve, than what we're doing here in Miami with the Miami Heat. And when you think about the small world in which we live, you mentioned the Arison family. You mentioned the Riley family. When I think of Carnival, when I think of the Miami Heat, the space we are in right now, brother, right. the Carnival Center for Excellence, yeah. and in, the, in that space on the first floor, specifically yeah. the Miami Heat Big Fitness Center. Yeah. So we're helping real kids and families through health and wellness and through mentoring uh, and through just the opportunity we have to just take them to the next right. level. I mean, that's that's got to feel special to you. I mean, it's so rewarding. I mean, you're touching upon everything that mm. that is that matters to us. You know, we joke around about Michael McDonald performing in a backyard. Right. Or we talk about a family festival that took place on Miami <clears throat> Beach in the sand, and maybe you had a truck stuck, or this happened, or that happened. But when you come to a building like this, and those dollars are critically needed yes. to, to support something like this, or the dollars that we raise enable us to have people in the community say, hey, the heat does this, or we can't believe the heat did that. It's because of those events. And for us to be able to put our players in that position to, to raise funds for the community, uh, that's what it's about. And, and uh, it's really, really nice to see not only Big Brothers Big Sisters is one of our uh, benefiting yes. charities here, but but many others. And, and there's a lot of synergies, and, and you guys do an amazing job, and we're happy to to be part of it. I'm personally uh, so thrilled to be here today uh, and, and to see where our dollars go. Absolutely. And, and to see how, how it actually affects interns and kids and to, and to think the hard work that we do, which is hard, and, and, and everyone that does uh, their own jobs, every job is hard. But to know that, uh, like I said, it matters, to know that the, the job matters where you can touch children and touch uh, staff by not even knowing them. That's right. You know, by knowing that I've had an impact here through the team, through the players, uh, it's very, very uh, rewarding to us. And I will say this: this podcast was created, and here we are with Steve Stowe, you know, Vice President, Executive Director, of Miami Heat Charitable Fund, and Basketball Operations. And if you want to join the team and get involved in the space of mentoring, health, and wellness, look no further than the team three zero five six four four zero zero six six. Get involved while you still have a chance because there was a draft last night. But, Steve, let me tell you something. The draft for mentors and those who want to help kids in the space of health and wellness and otherwise, is all we're always open, uh, if you will. But let me just say this to you. In the context of just basketball and business uh, and what we're doing here in this space in partnership with the Miami Heat, you guys go through – you've gone through a lot of transition. You've seen a lot yeah. of transition. Yeah. Uh, in the years you've been with the, with the brand, uh, and, and next year is going to be a little interesting. Uh, you, again, when you think about Dwayne Wade's retirement and all of that, uh, just let's walk us through some of those key transitions you've seen 
uh, as part of the Heat brand. You know, it's great because we're talking like this, and this is a great setting to talk about things like this. And a lot of people think the NBA season ended for us. Uh, I hate to say it ended in April. Right. Um, the NBA season just ended. The draft just took place. And a lot of people think I go on vacation till September, <laughs> October. That, 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 that's the funny part. That, that thank you funny. for laughing because NBA is 12 months a year. Yes, sir. Uh, we have the summer league coming up. Uh, you know, you have free agency. You just had the draft. You had draft workouts. Um, you're preparing already for the season 12 months a year. So just like you, there really isn't an off season. No, sir. And I think a lot of people uh, have a hard time understanding how is it if the season ends in April or May? What do you do in the summer? And, and you know, for instance, uh, we have a young man uh, by the name of Yante Maton right now that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have not heard of. He's undrafted, kind of like a Udonis Haslam. Okay. Undrafted. What a what an amazing human being. Beautiful person. And uh, he's got a real interest in uh, uh, feeding the homeless and serving the homeless community. Young, young man. I think he's 22 years old. And uh, I've already gone out with him numerous times uh, in the off season, whether it's Camilla's house, Chapman uh, yes. partnership for the homeless under a bridge downtown with, you know, security taking us and, and getting his hands and feet in the community where no one sees it, you know, and, th and that's what it's about because when it comes time to the season starting and he's pulling down double doubles and doing amazing stuff on the court, you'll know his name then. Right. But now there's people that are in, our backyard of the American Airlines Arena that he's their favorite player on our team. Now, now how amazing is that? We have players like Dwayne Wade. We have huge names that have come through our doors. That's and right. And to hear that uh, someone says, Yante is my favorite Heat player because he just came and served me dinner. Those are the stories that, I mean, you get goosebumps thinking about you it. Do. Because that's what we're about. And it's not about uh, what everyone sees, you know, on TV or on the broadcast or on the on the court when they're playing. These are the real stories where Yante goes back to the locker room and tells Kendrick or tells, you know, Duncan, hey, come with me uh, next week. I'm going to go do this. And maybe they get inspired to do something else. And, that, and that's what you said, the Heat family and the Heat culture. You know, Pat's aware of this. Andy Ellsberg's aware of this. Our, our business side is aware of the things that we do, the things they do with you. So these are the things that happen year-round. And to be able to take a 22-year-old man and show him South Florida – hands-on, putting plastic gloves on and an apron in the hot heat of the summer. He doesn't have to do that. It's not something that he's required to do. And they're working out this summer. They're, they're preparing every day with our, with our staff and getting better. You know, Coach Spoh's motto is, motto is getting 1% better every day. That I like that. We all buy into and We all try and do something to get 1% uh, better in. And even me being here today, I feel like I got 1% better because I'm probably helping someone listen. You are. Listening to this, thinking that, that they could mentor, they could do something maybe that they didn't think of doing or be mm. creative. And, and that's what our players do. It's not just, I'm trying to explain to the, everyone listening, it's not just what happens on the court. There's so much to our brand and so much to the brand essence of the Miami Heat that really uh, takes place off the court. Steve, I, I love it. Uh, and as I think about, so what you're saying in essence is it's bigger than basketball. It's way bigger than it's basketball. It's way bigger than it, basketball. I mean, that ball, that ball has done so much for so many people. Yes, it that, has. That small, round, How about orange that? thing that I love, that I could kiss <laughs> and hug and sleep with, has done so much for so many people. And that ball can take you around the world. And it has taken me around the world. It's taken me to places that I've never, even in my wildest dreams, thought 
uh, I've been to. We, we did four years of basketball clinics in Manila with wow. Coach Spolstra and Coach Fisdale and Coach Dan Craig uh, during the championship run. And we've played games in Brazil and China and Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, uh, clinics all over the Caribbean. I mean, so it's amazing, you know, the sport of basketball. All you really need is a hoop, uh, as you know, and a ball. That's, That's it. Right. You don't need anything else. S some countries, you don't even need shoes. So to see kids playing basketball uh, <coughs> barefoot or basketball and flip-flops or uh, so many people come together for a ball, you know, that, that, that to me, that's when I know that we're involved in an industry that's powerful. That's you know, right. That we're able to uh, get people excited about the draft, gets people excited to talk about what's taking place come October, which I don't know. We don't know. We're going to have a great team. We, we don't know yet. But these are things that people look forward to, and it helps us raise the critical funds for things like this building here. That's right. To help us with our partners. And when you think about partnership, and I'll end with just a, a, a big thank you uh, to the Heat Charitable Fund and the Heat brand, but this is a mentoring podcast. And what I say on every show is a mentor is a trusted friend and counsel, right. that coach, uh, right. that friend. And we all can relate to mentoring. Right. But now one of the things I want all of our guests and listeners, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, IG, to understand is that everybody that sits in that seat, and we've had everybody from police chiefs to heads of corporations sitting in that podcast seat, uh, Steve, where you're sitting right now, and I ask him this same question. Who mentored you? Right. And as I think about what you're doing now and how you and the team, <clears throat> excuse me, impact so many people, who mentored you, Steve? What they teach you? Well, obviously, my number one mentor were my parents, my Love father. That. Amen. Uh, they mentored me even on the way over here. That's all right. They said, don't mess it up. Don't mess up Gail's podcast. I'm still getting lectures, uh, which is great. I love it. I embrace what was, it. What was dad's advice? Uh, you know what? It's, it's way too much to get okay. into, but not about the podcast. I get lectures daily. Okay. Love it. That's good stuff. Keep getting them. Keep giving them to me. I love it. Um, but somebody who probably no one really knows was a mentor to me. And sometimes it doesn't always have to be someone that's older than you right. or, you know, us mentoring a young child. It could be us mentoring someone, a coach. It could be me mentoring someone older than me or me mentoring someone in the community by just giving them, a, dropping a little knowledge right. that could help them. Maybe something that resonates. Maybe one thing that they'll come back to you five years from now and say, I you know, you, you told me that and, and it really uh, stuck with me. Thanks. You don't even know. So That's it doesn't right. have to be the big and little like the traditional That's exactly uh, situation right. that we always talk about. But right. somebody who had a huge impact uh, on my career, love him to death, uh, got me involved with the Heat was Stan Van Gundy. Okay. Uh, was an assistant coach at the time with the Miami Heat. You know, Stan is a renegade. He is a straight shooter. He is the most forward, honest person uh, times to his fault that, that you could ever uh, be around. And um, he's somebody that really taught me how to be, uh, really uh, brought me to the heat. I'm very fortunate to be around the <coughs> folks who I've mentioned before, worked for Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, Nick Arison. And uh, by, by being around Stan uh, that summer uh, leading up to when I started at the heat, kind of gave me a taste of what the heat culture was about. Uh, you know, and, and Stan said, hey, you know, we're working together. We're doing this stuff. This doesn't mean, you, you know, you're going to go anywhere with it. At the time, I actually uh, just finished trading stocks. 
I was trading stocks, and I also finished up a couple years working in the marketing department of the Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. So it was a real transitional time with the Miami Arena. I actually met some folks at the Miami Heat. Uh, We shared a building at the time, the Year of the Rat. Actually, uh, Scott Mellenby, if you want to even go further back, a player on the Florida Panthers, uh, was a was a person that had a tremendous uh, uh, role in my career. Sometimes uh, it doesn't even have to be something that you said. He actually, if you remember, uh, killed a rat at the Miami Arena right. with his hockey stick back in <laughs> 1996, I, I believe. I remember that. And uh, because of that unfortunate incident for that rat, um, you know, people started throwing plastic rats onto the ice because he got a hat trick that night and his stick was lucky or blessed and they called it a rat trick. Wow. And uh, part of my job at the time was was to really assist with that Panther Patrol and, and that rat phenomenon really catapulted my uh, sports industry wow. career even before Stan. So it's amazing how like, you know, I see interns out here and they're yes. on their phones or they're doing stuff. So I, I, when someone says, hey, I, I just need a start or hey, I can't, I can't do it because I didn't graduate college or I didn't, I didn't have this or I didn't have that. Opportunities are always there. Always. They are everywhere. Everywhere. You, you just have to learn how to look and, and, and the mentors will help you look. But it, it's not about the mentors getting you that job. The mentors will give you that little nugget or, or the little push like Stan did uh, for me. But now for the next 20 years, I've been fortunate to be around Pat Riley. And, and that, that is someone who's an iconic legend, not only in basketball, but in life. Uh, the, the, the motivational speeches that he gives, the being able to uh, see him daily, see him today, see him tomorrow, and, and, and see how he interacts, uh, something that, that you'll never be able to get from anybody. And, I, and I've been very fortunate to be around him for this long. Does Pat just drop knowledge every day? He wakes up like, what do we have for breakfast? Well, first of all, bacon. You need to understand the nuances you, of bacon. There's probably, uh, <laughs> there's not a moment that you're around Pat Riley that you better be writing down what he's saying. That's what I'm talking because, about. Because, like you said, you could be having a cup of coffee. You could be walking down the hallway. He doesn't waste words. Uh, every word out of his mouth me- means something. It's important. And uh, whether you're having a one-on-one meeting with him, whether he's in a setting... He's taught me how to think 10 steps ahead. It's beautiful. Uh, He probably doesn't even know that he's taught me that. But uh, the thing that I've learned is that you can't just think in the moment. If you're trying to learn about how to be a better person, how to uh, be a better uh, activist in this community, you can't just be like, okay, we're doing this right now. Where is this going to take me? You almost have to think like he does. And he's the most creative person to think 10 steps ahead of where your mind is at the time of the conversation. That That's like a, a DNA inborn gift that he has that you could learn and get better at. But that's something that's really, really interesting to be around somebody that's so forward thinking. And, and the Miami Heat in general as well. We, we've been very blessed to have a great staff around us that uh, we're the most trendsetting team in the NBA, right. hardest working, you know, most creative. If you see some of the work that uh, my fellow coworkers do out in this community and out uh, in social networks, it's unbelievable. And, and it's something that we pride ourselves in and, and it starts at the top, like you talked about. And what's, it's interesting as we wrap this podcast up, as we think about just the incredible mentor, let me just ask this, Stan or Jeff, who's funnier? <laughs> <laughs> on the Van Gundy, uh, on Van Gundy uh, that's family. That's a tough one. That's, that's, that is a I don't, tough I'm sorry question. to throw trick questions no, at no, you, no. brother. But uh, Jeff, I know well too. Jeff is uh, maybe more witty. Okay. 
Stan is more uh, grumpy funny. <laughs> That's what but, makes him funny, too. But, yeah, Stan, uh, to this day, you know, still, uh, you know, Stan. And you'd love him. <laughs> and uh, it's just the Van Gundy brothers. But but I guess Jeff, maybe he's more uh, the TV Right, uh, on right. on air, oh, he cracks me he, up. Yeah, he has to have that. Uh, but they're both a great family. And uh, no, Stan is someone that the the main thing that I learned from him was be honest. There you go. Speak your mind. Speak your voice. <clears throat> Let people hear you. They may not like it, but they're gonna they hear. May it. not want to hear what you have to say. Doesn't matter. Like say it. No one's ever gonna fault you for for talking about what you believe in. And uh, that's hard these days. You know, we're, we're living in a world that's totally different right now that's than, exactly than it right. was a month ago, right. a year ago. It, it's tough. It's like I, growing up now with all of this, the viral videos and, you know, you talk about, you know, whether it's police departments, fire departments, uh, whatever it is, comedians right. being filmed saying stuff. It's a different time. And everyone's, I feel we, we live in a very afraid uh, time where people are, should I laugh at that? Was it funny or That's am exactly I allowed right. to, or what are people going to say <clears throat> if I, if I wear this or, you know, what are they going to think? You know, yeah, it is true. People will think people will, uh, have an opinion and everybody and, uh, will have an opinion. And everybody will, but I, I've made a career on being who I am. There you uh, go. You know, I'm a very quiet person. That's why I like coming on this podcast. Get to talk about some things that maybe you have never not known about no me, doubt. and uh, that people don't know about me. But uh, I think that if you're able to speak your mind, be who you are, be true to who you are, speak your truth, be comfortable in your own skin, uh, that will lead to a successful career in in anything. And that's the beauty of mentoring. When you think yeah. about from a space of trust, a space Absolutely. of friendship. Absolutely. You can have differences of opinion and regardless of politics or anything That's else, right. it's a matter of you just sit and you just, you ex, you respect. Right. And I think the beauty of social media is you get a platform to talk to so many. The dangers are, you may have a lot of artificial relationships. Right. And so when you meet those people like the Stan Van Gundys of the world, the Pat right. Riley's of the world, uh, folks, the Steve Stowe's of the world, it's important to have those real authentic relationships that where you're encouraged to speak your truth. You're right. You said a great thing there because a lot of people maybe think they know somebody because they're friends with them on Instagram or, Hey, I, I could, uh, you know, direct message this person. No, no, no. Relationships <clears throat> are something that yes, are way more important than anything. And being able to pick up the phone or being able to talk to somebody actually face to face is a skill that uh, it bothers me so much it, it's root we're getting away from it you that's know? right so if any if, if i could encourage anybody listening or or anybody that i come in contact with i always you know tell them to make a point of of maybe don't send the text or talk to someone in person you know it, we live in, in an easy society uber eats you know you order everything on your phone you don't everything. even have to talk you don't have to talk to anybody <clears throat> anymore that's right but i think being able to communicate mm -hmm. We say it all the time. Communication is key. It's critical. It's not just a cliche. Uh, that that's a skill that you have to practice. And it's not just uh, saying I'm oh hang my hat on uh, I'm a bad communicator. So that's why this happened. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not so good at communication. That's why I got divorced. Or hey, uh, you know, my friend said no. It's something we could improve upon. And and whether you're 18, whether you're 50, 75. I think you get better communication all the time. So that that's a key in mentoring is being able to speak your mind, be able to be comfortable in your own skin, and be able to uh, live with who you are and, and, and get through the things that you're going through. On a recent podcast that someone mentioned to me, Steve, and it was powerful. They said, you know what? I realized that the people I'm friends with on, on social media, 
I only see what they want me to see. Yeah. What they post. Yeah. They may not post them, you know, having struggles, but they yeah. just post. And so I, so I think it's important and imperative as we think about partnership, family. Right. And the next level. <clears throat> the partnership we have in the health and wellness space with the Miami Heat is as real as it gets. Right. In the mentoring space. And as we think about the sport of basketball, and I love what you did with the, you know, this little orange ball that yeah. has done so much for so many people. Yeah. And what's your, for those listening, Steve, uh, what's your message to those who are quote, quote unquote on the sideline, have not gotten involved yeah. in Miami's community, not yeah. involved in the philanthropic or the uh, volunteer space. Yeah. Uh, what's your message to them, brother? Well, I say it all the time, you know, what you just mentioned, the unintended consequence of, yes. of really posting all these great things is that you do have people probably getting depressed or people, uh, you know, not feeling mm -hmm. uh, worthy or that they matter. So, yeah, my message to that is, you know, first of all, look in the mirror and really find out what <clears throat> it is that you're comfortable in. Yes. W what, yes. what do you love to do? Because everybody loves to do something. You are what you do. That's you know? right you uh the people you surround yourself with are important what you think about grows so first figure out what it is that you love to do and figure out a way how you can turn that into e either a career turn it into a like yante who we talked about maybe he's gonna do something in the homeless space down the road i don't know maybe it's he's getting inspired from a conversation he had with me about serving dinner at a shelter but so it's find out what, what ask yourself and, it, and it's not a question that maybe you can answer right away you know find out what you love to do be inspired i mean so many people start businesses because of a, of an opportunity they see so many it's something that you have to think about that you are going to love to do 24 hours a day and immer immerse yourself in it you know basketball happens to be one that that i immerse myself in uh, my wife makes fun of me because she thinks you know, I watch too much, right? Or, I, or I, I see too much or how much can you be around right. or this, you know, but no, it's something that I immerse myself in. So I want to keep up to date on what's going on. And now you can with social media and, and figure out what's going on. So before you do anything, find out something uh, that you love to do and, and turn that into a passion. And maybe that turns into career. Maybe it doesn't. But I guarantee you this, if you love doing something, it will benefit you somehow. Whether yes, it it's will. Whether it's through exposure, whether it's through meeting somebody, <clears throat> relationships. Yes. Um, that, that, by far, as you know, and what you do here, uh, you, you've done the most fantastic job. Thank you, brother. Of building those relationships. I mean, I, I hear your name all over town. <laughs> uh in in a great way of how what you've been able to do i don't know how you do it like seeing the work that you do i think i don't think there's one of you there's probably like no, that's why i started this podcast yeah. brother so i can't be at lunch in 20 different places right. but i can reach people through the right podcast. I, I don't i still <laughs> i think there's another twin you have out there that, that, because you're everywhere so congratulations on all that well no i appreciate i appreciate that steve and you coming in today and i just want to say a very special thank you to the miami charitable fund for all you do throughout of the South Florida community continue to yeah, uh, ignite. You. And you all are literally helping us ignite potential in July. And we look forward to doing something real special in the health and wellness space. We'll be talking more about that, maybe do a live podcast somewhere. We'll have some fun hey, uh, with that. I'm, I'm uh, and now what month, and now when we think about, you know, there's never an off season, uh, when do the guys hit the court again, if yeah. you will? What month is that? If I'm so they're still on the court. Well, now. I know they're on the court. Yeah, I mean, we're still, yeah, so September, uh, late uh, September, we'll start media day in our training camp. 
See, so, what, what I love about that was a trick question. It was a loaded question because we started the show with Michael McDonald. Right. Ain't no mountain high enough. No. And you mentioned a couple, you mentioned a few groups yeah. and bands that were in uh, Pat Riley's backyard. And so it's only appropriate that I close out this podcast today. We started with Michael McDonald, but you mentioned the key month. So what month is that again where oh, they get back on the court? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, brother, September, we have to close then, the show. Uh, you're way they, overqualified for this podcast. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the game of life where everybody makes a team, but how you play is up to you. Steve Stowe, thank you for being on the show my today. favorite month. And my favorite month is by far <laughs> September. Virgos, Let's go. Virgos. This is the game of life.